It's time for today's episode of the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast with your host, figure skating legend and America's college recruiting guru, Dan Tudor. Coach, how are you doing? This is Dan Tudor, and welcome to another edition of the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast. So good to be with you in what, for some, is a very hectic time of the year. We're recording this in the late winter and uh, around the uh, January, February time period. And the reason I mention it's a stressful time because uh, you are either a Division One caliber coach who is trying to get ready to close uh, juniors and, in some cases, sophomores. And if you're a Division Three and AIA coach or some Division Two coaches, you're trying to wrap up the class that you are currently recruiting, your senior classes. And if you are like most coaches, what you're finding is that they're in a little bit of a decision paralysis. Uh, it's you, your offer, along with one or two other schools that have made offers, one or two other coaches that they're de- deciding between. And sometimes it's coming down to the offer that you make. Sometimes it's the distance from home. Sometimes it's the plan that you might have for them. Whatever the case, the point is this. They are inflexible and they seem to be paralyzed without any way of moving forward. What I wanted to talk to you about today for a couple of minutes is your role in getting them to move out of that paralysis and into a decision. I think at this point of the year, uh, it is important for you to get either a yes or a no. Yes, a no is valuable. A no allows you to move forward with other recruits that you may have on your list, even though it may not be the answer that you want. Uh, As I've described in the workshops that we do on college campuses, in fact, this came up at the last workshop I was at last week at a, a school out west, Uh, There is a value in knowing that your prospect has decided he or she isn't going to come and compete for you. Why? Because it allows you to move forward. It, It inserts reality into your recruiting plan. And again, big picture, right now, this time of year, I find that a lot of coaches aren't looking realistically at their recruiting boards, at their depth charts, and it's a problem. And I want you to fix that problem. And it's actually not a hard problem to fix. And that's why I wanted to spend today going over some of the strategies and some of the behind-the-scenes reasons uh, that, that are leading to these problems. Especially, I want you to understand what's going on in the mind of athletes as well as, uh, and especially, in the minds of their parents. Because th- the parents are playing a huge role in Help, helping these athletes decide which school is uh, is the best. So as we go through, and, and I want to tackle this, uh, this, this whole topic, again, with the objective of having you come away with strategies that you can use to help better move your athletes into a decision, uh, I want you to first understand the questions that they're asking behind the scenes. And this is uh, a lot from the, the research uh, from this most recent incoming freshman class, the 2017 class that we have research on, that that tells us here's what was going on behind the scenes. And we boiled it down to a couple of key questions that right now in this sort of heat of the moment, stressful time of of considering making uh, a final decision. Here is what they wrestle with. The the first big question is why? Why you, coach? At, at the end of the day, you've been recruiting me as well as these other coaches. Why should I pick you over another program? And they're asking the same thing from the other coaches as well. Why are you better than these other programs? 
And and if we kind of go through this, let's just say it's an above average athlete that you're recruiting. Hope you hopefully you're recruiting a, an element of those, uh, a number of those. You're you've made your case. You've explained exactly what you have. Uh, your locker room, your new arena, um, the, the education on campus, the the setting of the campus, all these pluses. You've explained what you have, and everybody else has explained what they have. And what we find this time of year in the in sort of the the, the apex of their decision making is well, why is that one better than that one? I know what everybody has, but everybody looks pretty good. And so it ends up being this three-way or four-way or seven-way tie for first place. And I, as the athlete, don't really know what to, uh, you know, how, how, to, how to place those in an order. I, I don't know how to choose. And so what ends up happening is that they wait because they're busy asking this question, why? And it's not like they don't think about what the answer could be. They're trying to figure that out. But they don't know how to figure it out, and so somebody needs to come in and and tell them. Um, so the why question is what they're struggling with right now. If you're wondering what that athlete that hasn't made a decision is thinking about today, as you're listening to this podcast right now, they are trying to figure out why should I look at going to your school versus one of these others. Uh the other big question that kind of then that leads to is that as they're being paralyzed with the why, the next thing that they ask themselves is, okay, well, so coach, what do you want us to do? So the first question is, why, do you, why should we go there? The second question is, what do you want us to do? So what do we do next? Now, in the adult world that hopefully most of us operate within, we're looking at each other saying, well, if, if I, Dan Tudor, had a question for you, coach, that's listening to this, I would probably just email you or maybe text you if I had that number or, or give you a phone call. But I wouldn't not do anything, would I? No, of course not. And the same thing, if you had a question for me, I would want you to contact me. And by the way, my, my email is dan at dantutor.com, D-A-N-T-U-D-O-R.com. You can ask me questions anytime. There's no charge for that. Um, and you know, please ask any questions you want. I I am here, and our group is here to answer questions about recruiting. But their question is, Coach, what do you want me to do? And and instead of asking like you and I would interact with each other, their their prime uh, way to move forward is just to wait. And they wait, and they wait. And when you don't say anything, the way that they perceive that is that well, that coach must not be interested. I think this goes down to how they have invented in their minds what recruiting is supposed to be like. We've all done that. In in different aspects of our life, we imagine what something is supposed to be like, or to take it to an extreme, what we've seen on TV or what we see in the movies. And to the extent they have seen some of those things play out from, from a distance, the stories that they heard, maybe on their high school or club team, what have they heard? They've heard about coaches that have... Um, pressured or coaches that have really gone after an athlete that they want. And so loosely, we find this generation of athletes believing that if they're an athlete that a coach really wants, that coach is going to come out and and put a little bit of pressure on them, certainly show a lot of attention and be, um, be coming at them consistently. And that's a um, th- that's something I want you to understand because if that's their expectation, and if when that doesn't happen, it is a negative in their mind. What is that saying about your approach? I don't want you to call and, and pressure them necessarily, but I do want you to call, reach out, email, send letters, communicate with the parents, 
so that it gives them the idea that you are interested. And again, I think a lot of the coaches look and say, look, I, this is a, a big decision. We don't want to pressure these athletes. I don't want to have an athlete feel like I have been the one that has pushed them into a decision. And what I want to comfort you with is that you can't force them into a decision to go to your school. You really can't. And it's their choice, ultimately. What they need you to do is to lead them because that's what they're doing. Again, so the first question was, why should we go there? The second question we find is, what do you want me to do? Somebody has to guide them into that decision. If it's not you, coach, who's it going to be? Is it going to be their mom or their dad that that tell them, here's what we should do? Is it going to be one of your competitors that comes along and says, hey, you know, we've got this offer and um, you know, you've got 24 hours. You have to tell us yes or no. You know what happens a lot of the time is that athlete says, okay, it's a yes. And you might look and, and go back to him or her and say, hey, why did you choose them? You were still in your decision-making process. You talked about coming back to campus uh, maybe and again for another visit. And what do they tell you? Well, coach, he said I needed to make a decision uh, because they were going to pull the offer or take away the roster spot. And uh, so I had to decide. There's something telling in that. If to the extent that you've heard that happening or you've experienced that happening to you, there's something telling in that. They are waiting to be led, coach. And if you're listening to this podcast, it already means you're a little bit smarter than most college coaches. You're you're seeking out this kind of advice and how to do it better. I just want you to now take this next step and be the one that gives them the advice they need. Give them the advice that they're looking for or tell them what you want them to do because that's what they're waiting for. The third thing that we find this generation really is trying to figure out and answer is, Coach, when do you need me to decide? So we just went through the scenario of the other coach, the competitor, who has said, hey, we need a decision. you got to decide or else we're pulling the offer or the roster spot or whatever, whatever has been uh, talked about. And that goes straight to the question. Um, so they, they're trying to figure out why you – what do you want me to do? And, and coach number three, what is it? Uh, I'm sorry, when do you need me to make that decision? That is really critical. So there are two big elements that we find this time of the year that are important when it comes to helping them outline how to make that decision. The first thing is you have to give them a timeline as to how this decision needs to happen. That timeline uh, is is critical earlier than later. So we would want you to begin to outline a timeline for when you see recruiting wrapping up for your program uh, as early as possible. So if you're dealing with juniors right now and you know you're not going to have their decisions come in until they're seniors, I would want you to begin to outline when that timeline uh, is going to, to end. Uh, it's it's so critically important, really for all of us, but especially for an athlete, to know when something begins, but also when something needs to come to an end. We need that context. Without that context, it's really hard to take action because if I take action, well, if not knowing the end, what if I did it too early? What if I did it before that coach actually wanted the decision? Um, we know a lot of athletes think, I don't want to, I've decided it's either a yes or no, but I don't want to call the coach because I don't want to sound stupid. What if I'm not doing it right? All these things that, you know, because you've been through this recruiting cycle so many times, you take for granted. In the mind of a family, 
that's going through this for the first time, it's incredibly confusing. So again, one of the big questions that we ask, that they ask is, when do you need me to make the decision? So they need the timeline. They need an understanding of how much time they have to make that decision. And if there's going to be an end, then sort of, uh, well, de facto, then there is a deadline. There's a time when they have to make a decision. It's either going to be a yes or a no. And, and coach, that is so critical that they understand when that is. That's so critical, and it's a needed part of the process. I think coaches, when I, when I talk about uh, conceptually, if we're doing a workshop or we're working one-on-one with a client and we talk about a deadline and the need for a deadline, a lot of times I get sort of a negative reaction to that because I think deadlines in recruiting have have generated a somewhat negative um, uh, reputation because uh, it's done at the last minute. It's usually done, you know, look, we need your decision in 24 hours or I need your decision before you leave campus. There's some sort of negativity to a deadline. A deadline does not have to be negative. In fact, many times, like I said, it's it's one of the needed elements in making a decision uh, for all of us. We all need a deadline. We need to know when we need to pay that bill. We need to know when the offer expires. We need to know when we have to make a decision on the new coaching job. All these things have deadlines. And if we didn't have deadlines or some sort of due date, if you want to think of it like that, what would that do to our actions? We would delay we we would put it off because our nature is that we we don't like to make decisions we like to just put it off um and so you have to be the one to set up that context again it starts with the timeline that means there's an end to the process which then means there's a deadline so you need to fairly but firmly set a deadline that's that gives them plenty of time that is fair and the earlier that you communicate all that in the process the better. If you wait till the end of the process to begin communicating, hey, the timeline's up, you've had a year to think about it, I need your decision in a week, you seem unfair. You seem like you are pressuring. Had you done the same timeline with the same decision date but voiced it a year earlier, now you've been incredibly fair. Again, same time they're making the decision, same, same uh, decision-making point, but you outlined it earlier and so you seem fair. I just want you to make sure, I want to make sure that you uh, seem fair in all this. Again, we're talking about all this. The theme of this podcast today is getting your prospect out of that, that paralytic mode of, I don't know what to do. I can't make a decision. So those first three things that are, I want you to know are insights into what they're thinking right now. So if you're, if you're listening to this and you have a prospect who is exhibiting one of those questions, or you think they might have that question in their mind, I've given you some ways to approach it and the answers that they're looking for. Make sure that you follow up on that, uh, that uh, those strategies. Um, the other thing that I kind of want you to, um, to move forward with is uh, really understanding kind of what, what the parent role in, in all of this is. I've I've said many of these things from uh, the athlete perspective that they're wondering why do you want me um, the the athlete themselves the the kid is wondering so what do you want us to do next can I just be honest with you coach the parent is wondering that too and the reason that that's important is we find that the vast majority of the time more than nine out of ten times according to the latest research your athletes are looking to your parents for guidance or their their parents for guidance and 
what the parent tells them or doesn't tell them is the way that they then move forward. So if you have a parent that is also confused about why your school versus some of the others or when do we need to make this decision, that is getting uh, echoed and reinforced uh, from the parent to the athlete. So then you have almost double the paralysis because even if the athlete was ready to move forward and they see that their parent isn't, they're going to delay that decision. And that's the part that I we want to avoid. Again, so what I want you to understand about the parent, the parent should be a big part of the focus as you as you address uh, athletes in this late part of the process. So they want information. They want you to give them the information that they need about whether it's your offer or the school. They're looking for the why. Why would you want, and why should I give it the okay that my son or my daughter, after all this work that they put in in high school athletics, why should they go and play for you? They desperately, desperately need to know that, Coach. Are you giving that to them? Uh, they also, uh, what what they're doing behind the scenes with the athlete is giving that advice behind the scenes. So quietly, without you knowing about it, parents of your athletes oftentimes are the ones that are giving them the okay to delay things. The parents are giving them the blessing to uh, to to put things off or to hold off. They're telling some parents we find are giving their son or their daughter the script of questions to ask you. So again, if if just conceptually, if you if you take that parent out of the process, does that make sense? If wouldn't I want as somebody that is if this is a negotiation, if this is a battle for their ideas and them buying into your story versus someone else's, wouldn't I want that parent, that equal party, in my corner as much as possible? Absolutely. Of course, the answer is yes. So if we know that they're getting advice behind the scenes to that athlete, I want to know from the parent, what is that advice they're getting? Or I might even ask the athlete, what are your mom and, what's your mom and dad saying about all this at this point in the process? What are they advising you to do? Um, you might ask the parent, hey, just curious, what are you advising your daughter to do now? What, what are the things, what are you recommending for her? And oftentimes they will tell you. If you don't ask, they're not going to tell you. But it's just really important to uh, make sure that they are um, that they're in, involved in uh, in the in the process. And the the last part that we see in in the parent uh, in, involvement is that from the the communication point of view, what you're hearing from that athlete coming back to you, that also is coming from the parent. We find that the athletes many of the times will um, will go to mom, go to dad, and say, hey, this coach is asking me for questions. What do I say? And mom or dad will come up with that answer. So if you're hearing what sounds like a pretty well-crafted answer from the athlete during this later part of the process as to why they can't make a decision or what it's coming down to, we find that almost six out of ten times it's mom and dad that are the ones that originate that question and then have that athlete uh, ask. Because, again, the athlete doesn't know how to go through this, and parents most of the time have a little bit more of an indicator as to what needs to happen uh, and and sort of how to go through the process. So the athlete, we find, is relying and leaning on that parent. So, again, to step back for a second, if we look at the inability for some of these kids to make a decision or the, the difficulty in them making a decision this time of year – 
and we know that it involves the parents, and we have defined for you what exactly is needed when it comes to setting a timeline and a deadline, as well as how do the parents play into what's going on behind the scenes. Here are the three big recommendations that I would make to try after you're done with this podcast today to go to your athletes and uh, and, and reach out to them and 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 come up with ways or strategies to move them out of this paralysis and start to get some final answers, unless that's not important to you. <laughs> but if it is, here's the three things that I would uh, that I would have you try. Number one, and you may think you've already done this, but I want you to do it in the way that I'm going to suggest. I really want you to spend time outlining your plan for them at your school. What do we find is one of the main drivers in them taking action or, more importantly, feeling valued as a prospect in the eyes of that parent? It is this. It is when you as a coach outline the fact that you've been thinking about them and you have a plan for them in mind, and then you outline that for them. So it doesn't have to be a plan for the full four years. It doesn't have to guarantee playing time or anything like that. But it's generally, look, I penciled this out. Here's what I could see happening for you during your freshman year, at least that. And if you can go further than their freshman year in college under your leadership, then absolutely do that. But at least an outline of a plan for them at your school as a freshman. Coach, it's really important. And think back to when you were being recruited. Weren't you trying to picture what life would be like at that school playing for that coach? And if that's if there's any part of you that said, yeah, that was a big part of it, then that's what's going on and with with your prospect. And it's also what the parents are trying to picture is uh, we as parents have put out all this money for club or high school sports, for the private instruction, for the camps, for all the travel. And what so what is this going to mean if you go to that school – I need to know, at least in general, why that's going to be a a good decision, and that comes down to that plan. So please spend time uh, outlining that plan. The the other thing that I would point out as a strategy is uh, if on a scale of 1 to 10 in your talks and conversations with the athletes, you feel like that athletic relationship – or I'm sorry, the relationship you have with that athlete is at a 10 or a 9 or an 8, somewhere high on that scale – I would want you to look and say, is the parent communication and the parent relationship I have in that family equal to that, whatever I have with the, with the athlete? Do I feel like I could call the parent and have the same kind of conversation with them as I do with their son or their daughter? And if the answer is no, and here you are in the decision-making end part of the process, my recommendation for you is to not even worry contacting the athlete much, especially by phone. I would spend all of my time catching up and building a relationship with the parent because what you're going to find the parents have questions that the athletes don't have or can't ask and the parents are going to be more apt to ask those questions the parents are going to bring up things that are standing in the way the parents are going to bring up the concerns the same topics and things that are going to be very hard for an athlete to bring up to you coach the parents if they're given the opportunity to talk, are going to do that. So please be the coach that gives them that opportunity. And again, I would just ask you, if that parent number on that scale of 1 to 10 isn't as high as the athlete number, do something about it starting now. It is imperative. Your parents that you have relationships with are going to be the main drivers in those athletes making the decision to come back and look at you. 
And the last thing that I would have you do in this process is to agree with your parent and the athlete that you're recruiting as to when they will make their decision. So there ha- it, it comes back to the deadline, Coach. It comes back to when the process is going to wrap up. They need to know when that process is uh, from your viewpoint, and you need to get agreement with them that that timeline is going to work for them. Absolutely critical that that's a part of this conversation because if it's not, what you're doing is you're giving them tacit permission to continue to delay and not make a decision. And whenever we're giving that as human beings, if someone offers that to us, we are going to take it. We're going to absolutely jump on the chance to delay and defer an important life decision because what if something better comes along? Or for some of your athletes, they just it's painful to have the recruiting process in because it's been fun. It's been fun having all these coaches pursue me. And at some point, though, they have to make a decision. I just want you to lead in that discussion. So again, if you are a coach that is facing a a situation where some of your athletes or one of your big athletes is not able to make a decision, if they seem to be paralyzed and things just sort of seem to be dragging off into the future, this would be the short, simple, direct way that I would approach it. Uh, Now, there's all these situations all around the country, and certainly different sports differ from others. If you need individualized help, we can certainly help with that and do that. I've given you the email address, dan at dantutor.com. Our website, by the same uh, name, dantutor.com, has a lot of free resources. You can go to the blog and type in um, a search term up in the upper right, and it will come back with 15 years' worth of articles related to that specific topic. So there's a lot of free resources that we want you to use as well. Um, if you want, and we're, I'm going to talk about this because I'm really excited about this event coming up this summer. Uh, every year we have the National Collegiate Recruiting Conference. Uh, this year is no different, and it's being put together uh, right now, and it's going to be fantastic. It is three days of intense recruiting learning from from your peers, from outside experts, from authors, coaches. Um, I'll be speaking as well, and uh, it's just we've been doing this now for over 10 years, and it is fantastic every single year. And those of you that are listening that have attended it, you know, boy, that was a really valuable experience. Come back. Come to another one. It's completely different topics, uh, completely different speakers. Uh, if you're new to this, if you've never been to one, uh, it's inexpensive. It is fantastic networking, unbelievable contacts that you will make with other coaches who then, after the conference, you can keep in touch with and uh, and and share information with and get information from them. So imagine if you were a uh, softball coach, you might hang out with and develop relationships with a D1 assistant football coach, an NAIA men's soccer coach, um, a Division II volleyball coach, and a Division I baseball coach. Where else on the planet could you go and have resources like that where you can exchange ideas and information not only there that for that uh, time period at the National Collegiate Recruiting Conference, but afterwards, years in advance, we hear stories about coaches that have maintained the same sort of, sort of group to lean on and to share ideas with. So it's just a fantastic resource. We hope that you can be a part of it. That's where we can go into much more detail on any of these things. And if you want individualized help, you can email me and we can talk about that as well. We really hope you're enjoying the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast. We will be back with more uh, in upcoming episodes. We have a complete library now going back over uh, many, many uh, episodes uh, with all different topics. Uh, If you can 
on your favorite uh, podcast platform, look back at those. Um, we really advise you to do that. So we appreciate you being with us today. Thanks so much. It's so such a great honor to be working with you, Coach, and to have the opportunity to help. We hope that what we're doing is helping. So with that being said, have a great week. Get out there. Be fair but firm in the way that you direct and guide your athletes to their final decision. And we'll see you next time here on the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast. days that fly to thee we sing with our glasses raised on high let's drink a toast as each of us recalls ivy covered professors in ivy covered halls turn on the spigot pour the beer and swig it and gaudiamusi get a tour Here's two parties we tossed To the games that we lost We shall claim that we won them someday To the girls young and sweet To the spacious back seat Of our roommates beat up Chevrolet To the beer and Benzedrine To the way that the Dean tried so hard To be pals with us all To excuses we fibbed To the papers we cribbed From the genius who lived down the hall To the tables down at Maury's, wherever that may be. Let us drink a toast to all we love the best. We will sleep through all the lectures and cheat on the exams and we'll pass and be forgotten with the rest. Oh, soon we'll be out amid the cold world's strife. Soon we'll be sliding down the razor blade of life. Ooh. But as we go our sordid separate ways, we shall ne'er forget thee, thou golden college days. Hearts full of youth, hearts full of truth, six parts gin to one part vermouth. 